Hello? Oh, hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Imperfect Woman podcast here with Mallory Tadimi. Oh, thank you so much for being here today. If you are new to my world, welcome. Big open arms, hugs. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to have you here. And if you're someone that follows this podcast and it's automatically downloaded into your feed each week, I love you and thank you. And this has just been the joy of my life getting to create this podcast and talk about these things that are so close to my heart. You know, this podcast means a lot to me because whenever I'm doing other things with my work, whether it's inside of my business uh, where I'm teaching marketing and scale online and all those kinds of things, like we don't really get to have these types of conversations because we're so focused on scaling out coaching businesses. And I really like being here because it's just kind of like my time slash our time. (laughs) It's like BFF time, but with people that actually get you, you know, like if, if you're here, I know you get me and I also get you. Otherwise you wouldn't really be here. And I know this and I just want to thank you for being here because it really lights up my soul You know, the way I look at this is I'm here to share my messages, my experiences, and my stories. And I can do that in so many different ways through my writing or even through speaking. And this is just one way I get to share my voice. And it really fills my heart. There we go. Tripping on my words already. Guys, and we're only two minutes in but it fills my heart with so much joy. So thank you for being here. Oh, also, I don't run ads to this podcast. So if you're not sharing it, other incredible women can't find it. So please share this podcast with other women that you know love talking about hitting big goals, being driven, entrepreneurship, women that want to talk about all the things, the big career, the big money having it all like we're going to talk about today a little bit, hint, hint. And uh, yeah, just share it so this can get out there. So today's episode is, I think I need a drum roll. I need like a set of drums in here. We're going to talk about choosing between career and family. And the big question is, can we have both? And I am very opinionated about this, but you'll see my opinion is very fair on both sides. So let's dive in, shall we? (laughs) So this episode topic came up because I was kind of looking back in hindsight at some lessons learned as I was creating some social media content about scaling a business to eight figures online. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned in there, a lot of mistakes a lot of things I've done well also, you know, it's a mix. And some days it's been just hot mess express and other days everything has worked out just perfectly to a T, even though I don't even believe in perfectionism. (laughs) Hello, imperfect woman. 
But sometimes things do go to plan. And I was just looking at like the big picture, like the 30,000 foot view. And I thought back to a time where I was really starting to give myself permission to dream of more, to want more, to desire more, even though I already had so much. I had a lot of guilt around that. I was so happy. Things were good. Like I had no right to complain about my life, but I still wanted more. And I started thinking back to that time where I was making decent money. I had kind of enough time to spend with my family. We were okay. Everything was good. And I got to thinking about that. And one of the reasons why I held back from starting my business for so long was I had this fear that if I grew a really successful business, like I believed I could, then I would no longer have time for my family, for my kids. Have you ever worried about that? I can tell you it's not really something I worry about today in business because I know how the business model that I am heavily in works, and that would be inside of the online coaching space. Specifically for me, I do business coaching and I work with coaches that want to scale online businesses, grow businesses that create income and impact and freedom and all those things that I think we all want in life as humans. And What I realized was I had this subconscious belief, if you will, that if I let myself loose, (laughs) it was kind of like I was afraid of my fullest potential. If I had given myself permission to go all in and I actually built something that was very successful and to me in my head, very successful meant hitting six figures sooner rather than later. And then scaling to seven and multi seven figures within a few years. In my head, that's what it meant to make it in in the online coaching space. And I worried that if I got too many clients or if I became too busy, if I'm teaching too many live group coaching programs or I'm marketing too many online courses, this is specific to me, that I wouldn't have time for my family anymore. My freedom would be taken away. I'd be sitting on a cell phone all day, every day. And these thoughts were thoughts that just kind of like gave me fictitious hives. (laughs) Like I didn't really have hives, but maybe I did, (laughs) you know, like I just couldn't see them, but my energy had hives. And this held me back for so long. I was literally afraid of my own power. And the crazy thing about being afraid of your own power (laughs) is not realizing it's that your power that is what can help to control the situation and ensure you're always safe, you're happy, you're fine, your body's taken care of, your emotions are taken care of, your relationships are taken care of. It's your personal power that does that. Isn't that weird? So it's like being afraid of the thing that's going to make sure you're okay. That's a mind twist, isn't it? I was just thinking about all this. Like this is the stuff that comes up in my head all the time. (laughs) 
like literally all the time and I can't turn it off. And sometimes it feels like nobody in the world understands me. But the truth is there are people in the world that understand me, but there's very few of them. And the ones that do understand me are in some kind of space where they're successful and they're using their voice or their art in some type of way and sharing it with the world for the good and the bad that comes with that. Those are the type of people that understand me the most because we're on very similar parallels. And if you're listening to this, you're probably somewhere in that space or maybe I'm further ahead of you on the journey, but nonetheless, you're still on the journey. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of crazy. You know, you're you're afraid of success and you're afraid of your own power, but when you're successful, more successful, I guess I should say, and when you have more power, you also have the power to make sure things are okay. So, if you get more clients, that's awesome. Figure it out. Hire another team member. Hire your first team member, right? Like I think sometimes we forget that we can do this and that we don't have to do everything. You know, there's a reason why this podcast, this brand is not called Superwoman. I'm not a superwoman. I'm, I'm just not. And my guess is you aren't either. Now, we can be light and fluffy and giggly and say, <laughs> we're all superwomen. Yes, you know, we are. We all do our best, right? And we have a lot of responsibilities and there's a lot that is asked upon us, I think, at least for me, a lot. Sometimes I feel like I don't I have more than four limbs. Sometimes I feel like I have like a hundred limbs and they're all being pulled in different directions. Almost like I look like a koosh ball and I'm just literally getting pulled a hundred different ways. It can feel like that sometimes. But when it does feel like that I'm just not afraid of that anymore because I know that, okay, I'm feeling pulled in a hundred different directions and like my little koosh ball arms are about to like snap in half. You know, you know, they snap in half. I'm sure you guys have done that when you're a kid, like when you pull it too far. When I start to feel like that, I'm like, okay, all powerful Mallory. What do I get to do next? It looks like we're growing again. And I just recalibrate. That's all. Sometimes I'll work with my mentors on it and I'll get support in figuring it out. Sometimes it's just me talking it out. Sometimes it's me journaling. Sometimes it's just me even just talking on this podcast. You know, this podcast is very therapeutic for me. It's very invasive. It's very raw. Um, it's scary as S. Earmuffs. I won't actually say the word. Um, I have kids in the car all the time and I listen to podcasts, (laughs) but it's just scary. It's just scary, but I always just figure it out. And that's what I want you to know. I always just figure it out. So as successful as I become and as I start to take on more endeavors and allow myself to continue to grow into the best, most fully expressed version of myself that I can be. What I still continue to find is that I just do have the power to have it all, to hold it all. It's actually not a problem. I thought that really going all in and stepping into my biggest power and all these cheesy phrases that we love to say in the personal development world, I thought that when I did that, 
because I have such a tendency to be resilient and be driven and to succeed, yes, I literally have success in my blood and that's something difficult to explain. But it's like whenever I set my mind to something, oh, I'm doing it. Unless I can find a really good reason not to do it or someone else tells me something that makes complete sense. Like I've gotten really good at listening because I'm not always right. Um, But when I'm really set on something, I'm going to figure out how to make it happen if it is at all possible to make happen. Even if the chances are like less than 1%, I'm going to find it. If it's not the first door, it's the second door, it's the third door, it's the fourth door, it's the fifth door, it's the sixth door, it's the seventh door, it's the eighth door, it's the ninth door, it's the 10th door, it's the 11th door. Maybe it's the 12th door. It's the 13th door. It's the 14th door. It's the 15th door. It's the 16th door. It's the 17th door, the 18th door, the 19th door, the 20th door, the 21st door, the 22nd door, 23rd door, 24th door, 25th door, 26th door, 27th door, 1,000th door, 2,000th door, 10,000th door, 100,000th door. I don't give up. I don't quit. I don't fold my cards. I don't. I really don't. I really don't. And just knowing this about myself, I know that if I want something, it really could happen if I wanted it to, as long as I can find the next door. I guess sometimes in life, there absolutely will be no (laughs) millionth door in certain situations. And I can understand that. And that sucks. And of course, I get mad when the door literally just doesn't exist. Uh, But I, I find those cases are very, 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 very rare. And there usually is a door somewhere out there. (laughs) Trust me on that one. If it's there, I'll find it. And I think it's probably the same for you too. Otherwise, I don't know, you probably just wouldn't enjoy listening to me all the time in my stream of consciousness on this podcast. So that's what I do. I find the doors. And just knowing this about myself, whenever I move into a new endeavor, that can be scary because it's like, oh, hey, you actually can have that thing that you said you think you want. Ooh, so how are you going to deal with that? (laughs) The pros and the cons, they're all coming at you at the same time. And sometimes that's enough to stop me in my tracks and put me in inaction where I just kind of sit for a while and tell myself I'm happy and content. But honestly, that's just a giant lie because we all know I'm not happy and content sitting and I'm a human soul that always needs to be growing. So Sometimes I can get a little bit afraid of my goals because I know I have such a strong capability to actually reach them. It's just all goals have a cost, don't they? All goals have a cost. And it's just deciding if we are willing to pay that cost to reach them or not. Or is it? That's the question I want to talk about today. Choosing between career and family. Can we have both? All right. So this is the philosophical question. Well, 
Back before I started my business 10 years ago, I most certainly had a career and I most certainly had a family. I have three kids now, but that started out with one and then it went to two and then it went to three. And when I was in corporate, I had one kid. And what I can tell you is this. I couldn't even leave the building until, well, first of all, let's back up. We're not talking about 5 p.m. here. Let's talk about in the morning. So I would wake up, uh, I think like 5.45 in the morning and I would take my daughter to her daycare. Um, she was like under the age of one at the time. And I would take her to her daycare, which would be a drive in traffic. We lived in Chicago at the time. And it always took like two hours literally to go anywhere. But we weren't in downtown. Like we were outside of downtown. It's just so many people and so much construction all the time. And I would just wake up so early, take her to daycare. If I rolled in that building after 8 a.m., the looks, the snarks, everything else from my coworkers, oh my God, it could pierce a diamond. It, it was bad. So I would try to get there early enough in the morning where I didn't have to deal with the social fallback of not being there, you know, by the time that they're there. And then of course that trickles up to the boss, all kinds of things, even if they're not directly like telling on me, oh, Mallory came after eight o'clock. Like it comes back to you. I promise. If you guys know, if you know, you know, <laughs> it comes back to you in some way by like projects you don't want getting put upon you, responsibilities you don't want getting put upon you or a bad review or something like that. It always finds its way back. So I would try to avoid that problem as much as possible and get there as early as possible. So that was a process. And then at night, if you left before they did, same situation, like Groundhog Day, but even in the same day. And so I would just try to stay a little bit later than all of them so I didn't have to hear it. And I didn't cause extra problems for me in the long run. Um, and that was my life. So I would try to leave five something, which would put me in horrendous traffic, Barely get to her daycare at time to pick her up. I don't even know, six o'clock, something like that. And then get home from the daycare, I don't know, home maybe like 6.30, 6.40. And that's all with just like a one-year-old. And that's not even before the, like the other two weren't even here yet. So it was hard. Oh yeah, and I was studying to get my MBA. Yeah, all of that at the same time. Um, that was really hard. That was really, really hard. So did I have career and family? Yes or no? I did. Actually, yes. Yes, I had career and family. I had both. It is possible to have both. I had both, right? But the bigger question I want to talk about is happiness <laughs> and like how you feel inside of your soul and your body <laughs> and with your emotions through all that, right? I can tell you that I was sad. I felt like I was missing out on a lot of time with my daughter. I was exhausted. I felt bullied every single day by my coworkers. Um, at times powerless. I felt like a failure, even though I definitely was not. But I felt like a failure because I felt like there was something more I could be doing with my life and I wasn't doing it. So I had both, but 
Like, how did I feel is the question, right? And that's what you want to think to yourself. If you have both right now, how do you feel about it? This is why I decided to be an entrepreneur because of my heart and my soul. I wasn't happy inside that kind of career. I loved business and what I was doing with management consulting. I was working with Fortune 10 companies, helping them make hundreds of billions of dollars. It was kind of fun. Business strategy is really fun for me and it comes really natural. Um, Just like speaking and messaging. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Those two really, that's very much like right and left brain. Um, But for some reason for me, I guess that's that's the dichotomy of Mallory. But for some reason to me, I'm really good with the creative word and writing and I'm really good with strategy, but maybe that's why I'm so good with my words because I can see where words need to go and how they need to be constructed inside of the container that I'm putting in, them in, whether I'm writing, like I'm writing for anything, honestly, that it, it all just like the way I can structure words, I think flows very well. And I'm not talking about like in a super creative way, but more in a strategic way. So anyways, yeah. I wasn't happy. (laughs) That's the whole point of that. And if you have both and you're not feeling happy, then I don't know, you're not alone. Now let's talk about entrepreneurship. So you know why I finally jumped into entrepreneurship because it became worse to stay where I was at in life versus take the leap, go all in and be afraid of the success that could happen for me. Like I talked about earlier, I I just went in and I was like, I'm just going to figure it out. I have to figure it out. And that's it. I just have to figure this out. If it's too much for me to handle, then whatever. It doesn't even matter. I'll just take it and I'll figure it out later. And that's how I started building my business. I decided to really just no longer be afraid of the level of success I'll achieve And that's that. If it happened really fast, I was just like, you know what? I'll get help. I don't know. I'll ask mentors. (laughs) I'll hire people. I'll do all the things. And if it doesn't happen fast enough for me, I'll get mentors. I'll hire people. I'll do all the things. And that was kind of like the answer for all of it. Just get help. Start asking for help, Mallory. Start asking for help because I am notoriously one of those people that do not naturally ask for help. I'm a hermit and I like to suffer (laughs) a slow and dying death by myself on an island. That is my natural personality and I have to work at actually breaking out of that. So I had both, but I wasn't happy with the kind of both that I had, if that makes sense. Like I had the family and I don't think anything really can change about having family, right? Like you have kids and you have kids, like that's it. They're not going anywhere. It's a lifelong commitment. So what can I change? Well, I can change the career part, right? I can change the career part. That's the more liquid one. So that's what I did. I decided to change the career part. And now I can tell you on the other side of that, after making eight figures inside of my business that I was afraid that would be too successful, it's just that like problems come up all the time. Being good at business, and I'll even speak to this on like a management consulting level, like back to business school, like MBA stuff that I learned. And it's just like 
being a good business owner or being a good business like person or entrepreneur, it, it's really about how well can you solve problems? That is what business is about. If you get really good at solving problems, you have absolutely nothing to fear. If you have the darkest of your days in business and you're good at solving problems, you're going to come out. If you're experiencing something that is absolutely treacherous in your business and you're ready to just fold, problem solve, and you're going to figure it out. What does that mean? Sometimes you're going to have to hire a mentor and get help. It's okay. (laughs) You'll get there faster. It's worth it. Sometimes you're going to have to just, I don't know, fall down to your knees. Go listen to my podcast about um, being emotional. I forget what it's called. I think it's called like, I am an emotional person, something to that tune. Go find it. Listen to that podcast. And I give you my process for falling down to my knees and just processing my emotions. Basically it, you just got to problem solve and you got to understand what you need to do in the moment. Sometimes it's processing emotions. Sometimes it's taking action in a specific strategic way. Sometimes it's both. You just got to learn how to tap into problem solving. So now where I am in this career, which I guess you could argue is far more demanding, it is, but it's different because there's freedom attached to it and nobody can tell me what to do. And I don't have to be afraid of taking, of, of someone taking something away from me because I'm always the one that's in control and I know it. And it's a little bit different. So family, I still have family, right? I have more, I guess you could say, because I have three kids now. So with three kids, an 11-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 2-year-old, but having a career that has more freedom but is arguably more demanding or more pressure, I guess you can say. Sometimes it feels like you're the celebrity out there and everyone's just staring at you, watching and waiting for your next move. Everyone from your biggest fans to your hate club, because that's what I experience all the time. Um, The pressure's more, but I have more freedom and I know that I can control how things go to the best of my ability and that I am a good problem solver. And if there is a door somewhere for something I want, I'm going to find it and I'm not going to give up. I'm resilient and I literally just don't give up. I just don't fold. Even though I may feel like I want to fold, I just don't. Like at the end of the day, I don't. I can let myself go there mentally. Oh, I can even mentally fold in my cards. That's fun. We can talk about that in a future episode of how I give up on whatever I'm doing, like my business. I've quit my business like a billion times. (laughs) It's just, I allow myself to go there mentally, but not physically, which is an interesting concept that you may find helpful. So maybe I'll do an episode on that. Tell me if you guys want me to do it. Send me a DM on Instagram at Mallory Chidimi. Let me know. (sighs) You can have both. You can have both. I've had both in both phases. Can we call those phases? I don't know. But I've had both both ways. (laughs) Maybe we can say it like that. I've had both 
before I was an entrepreneur working and I have had both as an entrepreneur. And I just find that the happiness is different. So being an entrepreneur, I have more control, I have more freedom, and I know I get to make sure that I'm always okay, where when I was in corporate, I didn't have the control to always make sure I was okay. Doing that meant saying no to the boss, which also means getting fired, which did eventually happen to me. If you want to hear that story, go ahead and listen to the episode called I Got Fired. Um, It's at the beginning of the podcast, like right when I started, I did that episode. So you'll have to scroll down and go back. Yeah. So choosing me and saying no to something did get me fired because that's what happens when you tell your boss no to things that are unreasonable for um, average humans but are still demanded upon you. When you own your own business, you're allowed to make the shots no matter what and no one's going to fire you. We might make somebody mad, but whatever. (laughs) Life goes on, right? And you have to stay business savvy and you have to know how to play the game. You have to know, like you have to know the rules of business and what it means and who the different players are in it. It's kind of like being a video game (laughs) and you have to know where the attacks are coming from at all angles. And you have to know where to find like the extra life and the coins and the food and like the little health boosts, you know, like those little health boost bars, like the plus signs or something like that. Like you got to know where to find all these things. And that is business in a nutshell. And especially inside of the online coaching space where I do most of my business, it's it's like a particular video game. <laughs> you know, it's not just like Super Mario. It's like Super Mario online coaching world, you know, it's very, very particular. And if you don't know your way around it, and you don't know how to get to the end and to to beat Bowser, um, you're going to be lost. So if you are someone that is trying to find your space through the online, find your way through the online coaching space, follow me, join my programs. I, I teach on this stuff all the time because it is so difficult to navigate. It's one of those things, if nobody shows you how to actually do it, you'll never figure it out. You'll never figure it out. It's just one of those things. It's so complicated. It's kind of like being in a room with 8 million doors at one time. (laughs) (laughs) and you don't know which ones to open. So you're just like standing there opening mixed sequences of 8 million doors, which has pretty much like next to an infinite potential. Um, It can be overwhelming and it can just take a lot of time to figure things out, right? If you really do have that many doors and it helps to have someone telling you like, hey, go open this one right now, go do this next, go do this next, and maybe you want to go do this one next too. Um, and that's why I like teaching this stuff because I don't know, I just, I wish I had the shortcuts. So that's why I kind of like to teach it. It's a little bit healing to me, honestly, because I was trying to figure out how to grow this coaching business while having babies and like getting my company off the ground. It was just, it was just a lot to figure out. And there really was no person like me at the time out there 
doing what I do with the type of voice that I have that actually understands business to like a strategic level that actually went to business school and has an MBA. You know, there were people out there that were like, I'm a coach. And then you're like, okay. (laughs) And you follow them and they're like a realtor. You're like, but I'm trying to be a coach over here, like an online coach, but you're a realtor. So that's really confusing. Or you guys know what I mean. Or like they came from MLM or something like that. And I don't know. I just saw a really big gap in this space. And that's why I wanted to start teaching on it, you know. um, But it hasn't been easy. It really hasn't been easy. As I talk about this, like three episodes are coming in my mind that I need to do right now. (laughs) You want to know what one of them is? So I recently had somebody send me a nasty gram email and she berated me for a number of paragraphs telling me that me having an MBA was like a problem. And the fact that I mentioned it was a problem. The fact that I'm a business coach that went to business school that invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in my education and mentorship. That's wrong. That's so wrong. Sorry. You know, I value education and I take pride in all that I've learned and all that I've been through. I don't need a degree to validate me, honestly. I really don't. But it is something that has made me me. And sometimes it's relevant in a conversation. Like today, it's been relevant in a conversation. Other times, I don't even mention it. It just, you know, it depends. But all these things start to like form who you are and what your voice is. All these different experiences start to form what your voice is. And you just, you become a stronger human in the process. Like I am not the same person that I am today as I was 10 years ago when I was just starting my business. I feel like life has seasoned me so much, but in the seasoning, which is not always a good experience, and I'm like blackened over here by this point, like bring me back to New Orleans and call me like a blackened redfish because that's what I feel like I am over here. A blackened redfish. I am literally a blackened redfish. And I just, I have so much to share, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. I just have so much to share. And a lot of what I have to share doesn't just fit into like a container about marketing, you know? Like some of it does, but some of it doesn't. Some of it's stories and some of it's talking about like, choosing between your career and family and having a majorly successful business and being one of the biggest coaches in the world, quite literally, like I have become, and with staying power compared to what it means to be successful but still be in your nine-to-five job. Like these are very niche kind of conversations and stories But I enjoy telling them because for the right people, you're really going to see an inside look at what it takes for you to do the same for yourself. And my hope is that you have just, I know this may sound silly, but like mad respect for yourself, mad respect for me, and mad respect for all the other women out there that are doing their best, honestly, just to become that best, most fully expressed version of themselves. You know, it's up to us to rise together. 
nowhere should we be pulling other women down if we're stuck in the ground and we're in a really dark space. You know, it's those of us that choose to be the light and to share our light we're the ones that are happy. We're the ones that get to have the career. We're the ones that get to have the family. We're the ones that get to have the freedom. We're the ones that get to have the impact. We're the ones that get to have the income. We're the ones. I feel like a cheesy song is coming on. Like, we are the one. Okay. Well, that's what I have to say about this today. So, yes. We can have both. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to have both. I've had both as a non-entrepreneur. But I will tell you, who you are while having both is just different. Who I am while having both as an entrepreneur with exponentially more on me, you know, three kids over here, (laughs) that's a lot. (laughs) It really is a lot. You know, that's a lot. And then thousands of clients and all the things, all the eyeballs staring at you, the love club, the hate club, all the clubs. (laughs) It's just a lot, you know? But at the same time, I just have so much more control. I have so much more freedom. I have so much more confidence as a woman, as a human, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, as an artist, someone that is brave enough to put my work out there to wave the praise and critiques alike, you know, it's more, it's, it's just more, more pressure, more everything, like talk about having it all, right? Like it's just exponential over on this side, but I just want to be living, breathing proof, showing you literally, look at my eyes in a video, (laughs) (laughs) that you can have it all. You really can have it all. And you can have the career and you can have family. And on top of that, if I want to put a little business spin on it, because I know I have a lot of entrepreneurs out there listening, you also can have the freedom, the impact and the income. You can have that. You can have a career where you make so much money that no one in your family has ever made that kind of money before combined. You can have that and you can have a boatload of kids. And that's okay too. You can have that and you can have grandkids. You can have that and maybe you don't have kids, but maybe you have nieces and nephews or friends with children, or maybe your friends are just your kids, or maybe you have fur babies. You can have that too. You can have a crazy successful career and 150 cats. You can have that. You can have that. Yes, you can. You can literally have a cat farm. Yes. Do we call them cat farms? I don't know. A cat rescue farm. There you go. That sounds a little bit better. <laughs> Less cat lady vibes, you know, but you, you can have it. You can have anything you want. You can have it all. You can have a career and family and whatever else. Really, you can. You can. I am a living, breathing example, and I have taken 40 minutes of my life here on earth to just tell this to you for free. There's no secret objective or anything hidden behind this. This is me just wanting to come out here and talk and hopefully be that guiding light that you need because I wish I had this. And being able to be this for you 
is very healing for me, I will say. Whew. I love this work. This is literally the best job ever. Can we call this a job? I don't know if we can. <laughs> this is just me. Is it work when it's just you? I don't know. That's another good question. Like when you're just so passionate and so in love with doing something, is it work? Like even if you end up getting paid, is it work? I, I don't even know. I don't know. I think I might need to redefine work. Future episode idea. Okay, everybody. I love you so much. Please share this podcast with other incredible, imperfect women that want to have it all and maybe just would enjoy a really good, raw, honest conversation that comes from the soul about how I've been able to do it and how I see it and what's changed between when I was working in corporate versus when I am an eight-figure business owner. I think I have something to say about that. And that's why I recorded this episode. So I love you all so much. Hit follow if you would like this podcast to just be automatically downloaded and whatever, showing up on your feed when I drop the next one. I release an episode every Thursday. So that's it. That's my goal. My goal is to literally just be in your ears and be the best friend that, I don't know, I wish I had. So I love you all so much and I'll see you next week. Bye.